WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week on The Outlet, a local school district made their decision about safety protocols for the upcoming school year. After a wrestling match, you, sh- you can't shake hands. I'm with you with the contradictions left and right. And a local ordinance to let you carry your booze on the bricks. And in summer, it's just so slow in Athens that this is just something else we can add that will really just bring another reason for people to come uptown. These stories and more right here on The Outlet. A bill moving through the state legislature could affect which businesses stay open in the case of another pandemic. Reporter Lexi Lepoff has the latest. Over a year ago, the government forced thousands of businesses to close their doors in response to the pandemic. But others were allowed to stay open because they were deemed essential. Under Senate Bill 134, or the Business Fairness Act, any business that follows health and safety requirements may remain open during a pandemic or bioterrorism event. The bill was introduced by Republican Senator George Lang and is co-sponsored by senators from both parties. The bill has already passed unanimously through the Ohio Senate and is working its way through the House. The bill has gained a lot of support from small business owners who feel the process of choosing which businesses were essential was unfair and left small businesses at a disadvantage. The Director of Small Business and Workforce Policy for the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, Kevin Boehner, testified on behalf of these businesses. You know, a small jewelry store that had to close, but yet you could go to Meyer and buy jewelry there. The manager of public affairs for the Ohio Council of Retail Merchants, Alex Bernka, also testified in support of the bill on behalf of its over 7,000 members. We felt that regardless of what type of business you are, if you can meet the safety standards, uh, which we think a lot of our small businesses uh, were capable of doing, then you should have the opportunity to stay open. Although this bill will help business owners, public health officials worry it will not keep people safe. Athens City County Health Commissioner Dr. James Gassel worries what will happen if public health cannot do its job. We need to be directed by the science. We don't want to have public health inhibited uh, from acting appropriately in the face of serious illness. Bernka said he agrees with the importance of protecting public health and assured that this bill will not let businesses operate recklessly. That doesn't mean that if... Um, you're not uh, making efforts to keep people safe, that you should you should just stay open and you shouldn't face any consequences. Gaskell understands the struggles Ohio residents face due to the closures, but he thinks it needed to happen. I think what we have to do is look at the outcome. The, the economy of the state of Ohio is recovering and is going to recover, and we did not have nearly as high a mortality rate as some states who did not close down. In Athens, I'm Lexi Lepov for Newswatch. The bill includes an emergency provision that would have it take effect immediately if passed. A former Ohio University professor has filed a lawsuit against the university seeking more than $1 million in damages. Yusuf Kaliango, who taught in the Scripps School of Journalism, alleges the university violated its procedures and discriminated against him during investigations of sexual harassment claims. 
Caliango originally filed a lawsuit in September, making many of the same claims against Ohio University. He dropped that lawsuit a few weeks after he was fired in April. The new lawsuit filed two weeks ago includes more details from the investigations into the sexual harassment claims filed against him by two former female students. Caliango has also filed claims with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission and Ohio Civil Rights Commission, alleging racial discrimination. School districts across the nation are wrestling with COVID-19 prevention following widespread vaccination efforts. And last week, a school board meeting in Albany forced its members to balance health recommendations against the interests. Reporter Dylan Tyson has the story. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, when Alexander school board members first took their seats, there was little to anticipate. The board expected it would simply uphold CDC recommendations for facial coverings. Board President Blake Regan explains. So what that means currently when there are students in the school in a classroom setting, masks are required. Outside of those hours, it will be the CDC guidance based upon vaccination level and activities. That approach was backed by Athens County Health Commissioner Dr. James Gaskell. But what followed was a passionate dialogue among community members, concerned parents and staff who had petitioned for a less restrictive policy. They shared a common sentiment. Vaccinated individuals and students 10 and under should not have to wear a mask. That standpoint aligned with Governor Mike DeWine's recommendation and the more general guidelines from the CDC. Yet Regan and the board were hesitant. My PhD is in math education, but if you're going to ask me my recommendation on in health order, I'm going to go to the health people and get their recommendation. Plus, Dr. Gaskell and the board held firm that it was not the duty of staff or students to ask others about their vaccination status which meant that any other protocol would have to work on the honor system. But it wouldn't be the first such system. Superintendent Lindsay Douglas spoke with Nelsonville, York, Trimble, and Federal Hawking. The local schools within our county are not requiring masks at this time during summer school. And with that information on the table, the community doubled down and the board began to listen. Both sides addressed contradictions between the state and federal guidelines. As in, students could continue sports, ride the bus, or gather in common areas, all without masks. Regan provides an example of his own. One that always blew my mind was, after a wrestling match, you, sh you can't shake hands. I'm with you with the contradictions left and right. The board had changed its tone. It acknowledged that classroom settings were just too vaguely defined. And not to mention the building would only be at 10% capacity for summer school. Ultimately, after more than 30 minutes of discussion, the board amended its mask policy. Three votes to one. Board member Jay Barnes was one of many eager to remove his mask. We can't ask, but if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. It, means that we can it, it basically means bye-bye. Athens County students and teachers teamed up to create a mural representing their home region for the community center. WUB reporter Taylor Burnett paints the picture. From rolling hills to pawpaws to bricks to ditch lilies, there are a lot of symbols that students think of when they think of Athens County. These ideas and the communities that they represent will be intertwined in a mural created by local students and teachers. Students' ideas about their communities are at the heart of the project, consisting of eight panels they painted that were then attached to aluminum sheets by their teachers. Different panels represent different schools, but the word community stretches across each of them, connecting each individual piece together. The mural will be located on the outside of the Athens Community Center service garage, facing East State Street. 
Kelly Sinker, who teaches art at Trimble Junior High School, worked on the project. We asked our students what Athens County and what their communities um, made them think of. Um, and so we kind of brainstormed all these different kinds of things um, like pawpaws and the bike path. Art teachers at five school districts, including Athens, Nelsonville, York, Alexander, Federal Hawking, and Trimble, gathered together over Zoom beginning in January to organize the mural, working around challenges with online learning and snow days to get their students' input. Sankers said students had a range of symbols they felt represented their regions of the county. However, there was a lot of overlap when it came to nature, bringing together a very cohesive mural at the end of the project. Sam Campbell, the art teacher at Nelsonville York Middle School, created the final design from everything the county's students said. Taking all the students' ideas, all the ideas from the different teachers, and um, putting it onto paper um, was a challenge, but everyone was so excited and everyone wanted you know, to work on this and was willing to share ideas and, and help out. After Campbell completed the design, they sent the piece off to Mural Provisions, a business in Philadelphia focused on murals and mural materials that printed a faint outline large enough for the students to paint together. Working together across schools and teachers gave students the opportunity to see real-world examples of the methods some of them learned in class. That's really what I expect my students to do all the time um, in class, is to uh, use their peers and to help each other out and to kind of build off of one another's ideas. So I was actually taking the things that I do every day in my classroom and using them myself. The Athens Municipal Arts Commission helped coordinate the project. Elizabeth Braun, the commission's vice chair, said they hope for the mural to be put up by the end of the summer. We'll be right back to the outlet after a short break. If you're looking for a newscast that covers Southeast Ohio and surrounding areas, then tune into Newswatch on WOUB at 6.30 p.m. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to stay up to date with what's going on in your community. Not living in the coverage area? Our newscasts are also broadcasted live on youtube.com slash WOUBPBS. Thanks. The race for 2022 Ohio governor is just getting started, and Dayton's mayor has thrown her hat into the ring. She made a stop in Athens last Friday. Nick Veland has more on Nan Whaley's recent tour throughout Southeast Ohio. Nan Whaley has been the mayor of Dayton since 2013, but now has eyes on a bigger area to serve. She's declared as the first Democratic candidate for the 2022 gubernatorial election. Even though it's early in the race, Whaley hit the ground running with a three-day tour in the southeastern Ohio area filled with tours of local towns, coffee shops, and factories. Nan Whaley said that one of her key messages is that every region in the state should have a voice. It's really important uh, for, the, for the governor and the next governor is to make sure that we talk to all communities. And too often, being the mayor of Dayton, I see, uh, like I've seen in communities this past week, uh, folks that have been forgotten and ignored. And you know, this, we're really early in this campaign, and we wanted to be really intentional about seeing people in Athens, of course, but not just Athens, and Marietta, and Circleville, and Chillicothe, and Steubenville, uh, you know, all across uh, southern and eastern Ohio. Whaley stated that 
With her experience in Dayton, she knows what to bring to the table in Columbus to help serve all classes and not just the upper class. I mean, what the state has done is they've given really big tax cuts to the wealthy without really investing in our communities. And that's been happening for the past three decades of Republican rule. What we need is to make sure that we're really investing in our communities, that we have mental health services, that we have true partnerships to build roads and bridges and broadband instead of just talk about it all the time. Whaley discussed how a small town community like Athens deserves better. You've been working harder and harder and getting paid less and less. You're, you're, you're not making your ends meet. And the only answer that, that the state house gives you for your kids is that they should move away if they want to get a good paying job. It doesn't have to be that way. Ohio deserves better. We deserve good paying jobs for our kids so we have a strong quality of life. And we, we can grow these amazing affordable communities with a real partner and investment. We'll continue to cover the primary races for Ohio's highest office. Be sure to stay up to date at wub.org for the latest. An ordinance introduced to Athens City Council could make Uptown a little different during the summer months. Nick Veland has the story. On Monday, Athens City Council had a first reading on a possible DORA, or designated outdoor refreshment area, for Uptown Athens. This area allows anyone over the age of 21 to enjoy their alcoholic beverage out on the bricks instead of having to stay in the bar until they're done drinking. Jessica Thomas, chair of the Uptown Athens Business Association and co-owner of Brennan's Cafe, explains why Athens is a perfect location for Adora. We have just a really great uptown, walkable, reasonably sized area with a lot of different types of businesses. Um, and in summer, it's just so slow in Athens that this is just something else we can add that will really just bring another reason for people to come uptown. And so it won't be super crowded, just you know, a nice, pleasant evening and afternoon. Mayor Steve Patterson believes from how other doors have been doing, the Athens version can be beneficial to the local economy. They're used as um, a tool for spurring economic development and commerce in your cities. Um, I've spoken to uh, Mayor Luke Feeney in Chillicothe and asked, you know, how's your door working? Is it working as designed? And he claimed that, yeah, it's, it is kind of working as they expected to where we're seeing more people coming into the downtown area and enjoying our shops and spending. There are specifics of how this open container policy will work if passed. The door will function on a five-year program that can be rescinded at any time if problems arise. It will include an uptown Athens area that is the majority of Court Street and parts of Union Street where you buy a drink and you will receive a special Dora cup that allows you to drink freely outside in that space and even take that beverage into local shops. It will run from May 17th to August 17th and will be in effect on Thursday to Sunday with Thursdays to Saturdays running from noon to 10 p.m. and Sundays noon to 8 p.m. The ordinance will be read during the next two city council meetings and could be changed before a final vote. But the mayor is hopeful that if the DORA is passed, it will be up and running by the end of July. A restaurant in Chansey recently opened with the goal of sparking economic growth in the community. Here's Lexi Lapoff again with the story. On one end of the main street that runs through the village of Chansey is a trailhead for the newly developed Bailey's Trail system. 
The system currently has 26 miles of trails for hiking and mountain biking and will have 88 total miles when completed. Bailey's was developed with the hope of bringing in tourists who will spend money and stimulate the local economy. On the opposite end of the same street stands newly opened Bailey Mays Trailhead Cafe, which is a direct result of that vision. And the, 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 the Kevin Martin was inspired to open the cafe after learning about the creation of the Bailey's Trail system. He hired a business student to research the idea. So we said, let's just open up three days a week, test the food, test the staff, test the venue, test the menu, and find the next week, and we'll keep modifying it, and we are always somewhere around. This influx of tourism is expected to bring business to places like the cafe and presents new opportunities the village of Chansey has not seen in many years. Martin reflected on the number of jobs his new cafe alone has been able to bring to the village just in this past year. 40% will come out of the county and 20% will come from the village. So I guess, how do you feel about the tourism? Like, are you really excited, like, oh. aside from your business or oh, just yeah. for the Above all, Martin wants his cafe to be a family-friendly place where the community can gather, which is something he feels has been missing. So I was also looking online about um, your hours and dinner. What is it going to be like regularly once you guys are open full-time? That's a good question. Bailey Mays Trailhead Cafe is now open on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for breakfast and dinner as the restaurant tests out its menu. Martin plans to take his time to ensure the cafe is a special destination and hub for the community. In Chansey, I'm Lexi Lepoff. As regulations begin to relax, community gathering places are beginning to open their doors once again. Destiny Jarum dives in. Summer staples are returning as COVID-19 vaccination rates continue to rise, and kids in Crooksville can jump back into summer activities. And it's not just the kids that are excited. Parents say they are, too. Yeah, I'm excited because it's another place to take the kids, as you can see. So, and it's close. The pool was closed for two years because of COVID restrictions and construction. Community volunteers put in their hours to help the main pool get operational for the start of the summer. And Rebecca Snofner stepped up to take the role as pool manager to ensure reopening. We are excited for a great 2021 season. The outdoor Olympic-sized pool is located in the north end of Village Park. It's currently open from noon to 6 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and noon to 8 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Daily admission is free for seniors and children under 5. Admission for adults is $3 and $4 for students. Reporting for The Outlet, I'm Destiny Jarum in Athens, Ohio. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced each week by me, Michael Weirich. We're edited by Aaron Payne and David Forrester. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Outlet underscore WOUB and Instagram at WOUB underscore Outlet. We'll be back next week with more stories from Southeast Ohio. Have a good one.